Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. This morning's Old Testament reading is from Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and just decrees that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This is the word of the Lord. Please join me in reading the catechetical review found in the center of your bulletin. The second article of the Creed, Redemption. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. The epistle reading for this morning is from Romans chapter 15. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the uncircumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among 
the Gentiles, and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand as we sing together the gospel. Alleluia. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth, but stay awake at all times praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of our Lord. People of Zion, rejoice! Grace, mercy, and peace be yours through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What's your favorite kind of movie? What kind of movies do you like to watch? Well, for some of us, I know we like westerns. Others, it may be sci-fi. And then there's all the other ones like drama, mysteries, and the list can go on and on. In fact, many of you might be in the middle of watching all of your favorite Christmas movies that you watch every year with your family. Within sci-fi, we also have... Um, maybe that maybe some of you like to watch movies that have to do with the apocalypse, with the end times. It's really interesting because if you were just to just to Google this movie genre, you'd be surprised how many come up. Everything from being destroyed by a meteor that's on a collision course with the Earth to being invaded by aliens of every kind. Or then we have the ones that are about the ecological systems on earth are thrown out of balance in some way and the earth begins to slowly decay and die. We have to explore uh, space, find other galaxies that have planets 
uh, to colonize and all those sorts of things. It's interesting because in my lifetime, it seems that this fascination with end times has grown even more. I think part of this, part of this is, is that we often talk about is because we have so much information literally at our fingertips. And the other thing is, is that there are many preachers that you can listen to on the internet. They are many that are absolutely smitten by this, and they try to always pin down and figure out when Jesus is going to return. Many are also mesmerized with how the world is going to end. Many of these end-time films that we see are, are certainly fictional, but uh, there are some who, that claim that they are in line with what the scriptures say, and for many, these false depictions of the end times turns into reality because the popular internet preacher says so, or a movie star says so. It's easy for us to get caught up in what we see going on around the world. As we've talked about many times, the violence, wars, suffering, hunger, chaotic weather, and we can find ourselves wallowing in fear and despair as a result, rather than focusing on, on our Savior and the hope that we have in Him. In our gospel today, in Luke, Jesus speaks of these things that will take place before his return. And he said this, he said, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Jesus is describing here a time of utter confusion and chaos. These signs will take place because here's the one who created the heavens and earth. He will repeal his own laws of nature, which he, create, which he began, and in consequence, the earth will dissolve into chaos. Like nothing anyone has ever seen. Imagine that suddenly everything as we know it, how everything is kept in balance, the sun, moon, and stars are thrown into complete disorder. Everything out of balance, out of place, and the earth revolts. All of these things must take place before the day of the Lord, the scriptures tell us. Before the great day of his return. In this gospel today, Jesus also tells the disciples here the lesson of the fig tree. If you think about any tree as it buds, you know that spring has come. And certainly as it blossoms, you know the summer is near, Jesus said. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. When we see these signs and wonders, these things taking place, we know that his return then is imminent because his word says so. He returns as he promised. In this season of Advent, there are several things that we do to keep track of the time leading up to the birth of Christ. Every Sunday, we light another Advent uh, candle on our wreath to remind us that we're, that we're getting that much closer to Christmas. This is a sign that tells us this is so. 
We've decorated the church in the color of blue, the color of hope. We have a Christmas tree in the fellowship hall that have all the symbols that point to our Savior. And we continue to anticipate the time we know that will come because we have all the signs that are pointing to his birth and his certain promised return. So it is for, for us now. Watch, we wait, and we anticipate. And we anticipate these signs and wonders Jesus spoke of here in our gospel today. In all of, all of these things, it would be easy for us, dear saints, to look upon these things that will take place and hang our heads in despair. To even go and bury our heads like an ostrich. So that maybe if we don't see it, it will just go away. We're constantly bombarded by news feeds that are not positive. There's nothing good happening anywhere, it seems. Depression is rising among many. And as the media seems to thrive on sensationalism, so anything that you hear is being distorted in order to get as many views as possible. But here's the thing. We have hope. It's not a time for us to be in fear and despair. Hear the words of Jesus here in the Gospel this morning. Now, when these things take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. For those who belong to Christ, for you and I, this is a time of great rejoicing. In the time of the church, God has given His, His Spirit, His Comforter, and when this takes place, whenever that day is, we know that we will go to be with Him. We don't have to cower in fear when the world seems to be falling apart because He tells us to lift up our heads because our redemption is near. The words of the prophet Malachi bring us great comfort and hope as well. Malachi speaks of the day of the Lord that is coming when He will set everything ablaze. And then we hear this gospel when he says, But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. In contrast to this burning fire of judgment that he describes when God will turn everything into chaos of judgment, we will be warmed by his son through the healing message of God's righteousness in Christ. For us, those that have been redeemed, we will be like those young calves that go leaping out from the stall. And why is this? Because we've been set free from the tyranny of this world, sin, death, and the devil. A great day of rejoicing that doubtless any of us can really imagine. We belong to Him. There's nothing to fear nor dread for those who have been bought with the price of the precious blood of Jesus. And finally, here in our text in Luke today, Jesus tells us, therefore, to watch and pray so that we don't get caught unawares like the five foolish virgins who weren't ready to meet the bridegroom that we saw just a few weeks ago. Jesus tells us not to be weighed down with the things of this world, the things which really don't matter, for where we will spend eternity is what matters. We should fill ourselves with the things of God, concern ourselves with His Word. It is in His Word where we see all of His promises for us, where He delivers His salvation to us in baptism and His supper and in the absolution. 
He comforts and sustains us to live out our lives until the day he returns. If we're living in constant watchfulness and being sustained by his comforting words of hope, his gospel, the forgiveness of sins, so that day, when it comes, will not come upon us like a trap. And you, dear saint, because of what, not because of what you have done, not because of any merits or worthiness of your own, will be able on that day to stand before the Son of Man in your baptism because of the fact that you have been redeemed. You were bought with a price and you were fully justified in Christ Jesus as we read, as we read in the second article this morning. This Jesus who has redeemed me, you and me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Did you hear that? Everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, because by His atoning sacrifice on the cross, you have been declared righteous, innocent, and blessed. The great physician suffered and died so that us sin-sick, weary sinners could be healed. You belong to Him. Your eternity is secure. Lift up your head and rejoice as you anticipate the great and glorious day of His return. In the name of Christ our Lord, Amen.